Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode number 26 and be with me. We're starting Hebrews chapter 8 today. Today's title is A New Agreement with God. So you remember four days ago we talked about uh, what is my soul anchor to? And we kind of shimmied down the anchor rope of our soul. This was in chapter 6, verses 19 and 20. And we followed it conceptually to the Jerusalem temple. And then we followed it to the holy place. And then we followed it to the curtain that separates the holy place from the holy of holies. And then we peeked behind the curtain because that's where our anchor rope went. And we found Jesus there. And that was a bit of a surprise because Jesus hasn't been there before in the sense the ark was in there and manna was in there. And we found him holding our soul unsnatchably uh, in this in this covenant. So today we have a little bit more information on that picture. And we find out that the earthly uh, tent and tabernacle was a copy and a shadow of heavenly things. And that that physical structure that was here on earth for a while was patterned after the real thing in heaven. And so today we're going to hear about that real heavenly place, the real heavenly position, and a new covenant. Okay, so this is from uh, Hebrews chapter 8. Now the point in what we are saying is this. We have such a high priest, one who is seated at the right hand of the throne of majesty in heaven, a minister in the holy places, in the true tent, that the Lord set up, not man. For every high priest is appointed to offer gifts and sacrifices. Thus it is necessary for this priest also to have something to offer. Now, if he were on earth, he would not be a priest at all, since there are priests who offer gifts according to the law. They serve as a copy and a shadow of the heavenly things. For when Moses was about to erect the tent, he was instructed by God, saying, See that you make everything according to the pattern that was shown to you on the mountain. But as it is, Christ has obtained a ministry that is more excellent than the old, as the old covenant he mediates is better, since it's enacted on better promises. For if that first covenant had been faultless, there would have been no occasion to look for a second. For he finds fault with them when he says, and now he's going to quote from Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 31. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will establish a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not like the covenant I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, for they did not continue in my covenant. And so I showed no concern for them, declared the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make, and that he makes now, with the house of Israel after those days, declare the Lord. I will put my laws into their minds and will write on them, write them on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And they shall not teach each one his neighbor and each one his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me. So let me just say that again. I will put my laws into their minds I will and write them on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people, and then they will all know me. So let's kind of review this. First of all, it's 
the person that we're talking about here is Jesus again, high priest, superior high priest. The place that we find him, at least at the beginning of the picture, is seated in heaven. It's, uh, Hebrews talk about him being seated five times. That that emphasizes the picture of him, of this sacrificial process being done, complete, sufficient, indestructible, once done for all time, never having to be done again. And we find him um, in in the true place, in the true tent, the true tabernacle, the true temple representation, which is uh, in heaven. And then we find we find this new agreement. That's the thing that's special about, about this. So this is kind of a new concept, a new idea in the book of Hebrews. It's not a new idea in the Bible. It was, it's in Ezekiel, and here it's quoted from uh, Jeremiah. So this is talking about the day... You know, in the Old Testament, it was talking about this day to come that was going to be this this time of more intimacy and personal and, and kind of a uh, a new relationship with God. And now we have that because Jesus mediated that covenant. It's this new agreement that we have between parties. So we, in a sense, have been waiting for this, or the the readers at that time certainly had. Um, you know, the problem with the old covenant is we broke our half of it. God was faithful through it, through it all. But now we have this better covenant, a more excellent relationship. So when I was reading this, I literally said out loud, I said, well, what do I get? Um, and in this agreement with God, this initiating, well, first of all, we get his creativity and we get his initiation and his invention. Secondly, we get this, this, the solidity where it's maintained by his faithfulness. Thirdly, we get this difference. It's unlike the first one. Fourthly, uh, we get this uh, understanding that the first agreement failed because because of because of people. But we, something's different about this one. And this is the, kind of the fifth thing, which is the the awe part of this, where we have a God who says, "I will put my laws into their minds." And I will, I will write them on their hearts. So this is a, a covenant of minds and hearts and ownership in a sense where God says, I will be their God and they w- will all know me and we shall be his people. So there's this possession and family and intimacy there. So this fundamental relationship, this new covenant changes. It's with this, with the perfect sacrifice and with status posts the crucifixion and the suffering and resurrection and the atonement and all the things that Jesus did, it changes everything. And the relationship with God becomes much more intimate, more personal. So where do I find this God located? Uh, Where is the activity of God located? It changes and it goes to people. So not in buildings, not in mountains, not in boxes like an ark, not in tents, not in objects, but in not in sacrifices, not because those are done once for all. So we have this location of God, and we find him alive and active and influencing where in the hearts and minds um, of people. So it's this transformative relationship. It's this transformative living God. Um, who transforms our inner life. It's more local. It's more personal. It's more convicting. It's more in our heart. It's more in our mind. It's more possessive of him. It's closer than ever. Welcome to the new covenant.